Let's talk guerrilla marketing. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAM player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, ready to dive into another amazing interview from a very gifted voice actor who's going to offer a ton of valuable information. Some really cool, actionable, practical information, because, you know, that's what I'm all about on the subject of guerrilla marketing. Now, before we get there, one quick favor. If you're listening and you're enjoying, can you share the podcast on your social media, whether it be Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want? It would mean a lot to me if you'd share this episode and let people know that you are enjoying, that you are learning and giving them the opportunity to learn and enjoy as well. So the subject of guerrilla marketing, I really couldn't think of a better term to describe what we're going to talk about in this episode. But let's just think of it as laser focus on a certain goal, doing just about anything that you can think of to make sure that that goal happens no matter what. You're going to enjoy this interview. Guerrilla marketing is defined as a marketing tactic that uses surprise or unconventional efforts to promote a product or service. It's about personal interactions and often has a small budget. This is according to a definition from Investopedia. So it really is the perfect kind of marketing for social media. And I think it can also be a really smart marketing tactic for voice actors. My guest today has employed what I can only define as guerrilla marketing to try and get on the radar of her dream client, and it's actually starting to work. She's voiced national campaigns for YouTube and John Deere, and now she's coming for the sports world. Welcome, Christy Harst. Thanks for having me. So first up, tell us the goal, because before anyone could ever think of pulling off a campaign like you are currently in the midst of working on, there needs to be a clearly defined objective so what is your clearly defined objective here? What are we trying to accomplish? I want to voice sports promos. Sports promos in general or sports promos in particular? So I want to be a female that voices for sports that are predominantly male. So football, UFC, uh, PGA golf, baseball. And when I took a look at marketing myself to sports in general, it didn't seem niche down enough. So I thought, well, I love the Cleveland Browns. I love the Cleveland, used to be Indians, now Guardians. Uh, I grew up with my parents playing golf. My daughter now, she's eight. She's in a PGA Junior League. So why not niche down to those sports? So I decided to go after, since we're in fall, possibly voicing for the Cleveland Browns. So we're starting with the Browns. 
looking towards the Guardians, which, I mean, there's going to be a lot of changeover in the marketing there, right, as they put out a brand new name for the upcoming season, and then golf. So three specific areas that we are niching down into. Now, 20-year-old Georgia State University student Julian Bass, he posted an awesome TikTok video. I think it was last year that it, it, he posted it to Twitter. Uh, and it showed him transforming into three of his favorite heroes. The video went viral, and it caught the eye of multiple celebrities, and even Bob Iger, who was the Disney CEO at the time. Now, I know that you are working on a video of your own, or in this at this point in time, you have put out a video of your own. So tell us a little bit about that whole idea. So I didn't know exactly how to get the attention of the Cleveland Browns. I wasn't sure. And I remember talking to you about it, and I remember talking to some other friends about it, and a lot of ideas came up, but nothing really felt right. And then one day I was on a walk uh, through nature, and it kind of hit me, why don't I write a poem? I'm going to write a poem. That's what I'm going to do. So I came home, I slept on it, and then the next morning I woke up and I wrote a poem to the Cleveland Browns. It's kind of like a fan love letter about growing up and watching them, uh, specifically with my dad. And I sent the poem to you. You made some suggestions. I made those tweaks. And then a friend of mine told me, no, 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 you can't just post that poem. You've got to put it to video. And so that's when things really started to get exciting. And I started to see the possibilities of where this could go. So I put pictures of me and my dad, uh, me as a little kid, me with my husband at a Browns game and combined all these pictures of me and my family enjoying the sport with actual footage from way back when, when I was a kid and uh, up until now. And I hired somebody to do that. And then I had the completed video. And I think this is one of the key things here is, look, if you're going to go after this and you're going to get serious about it, let's do it the right way. So actually going out and hiring somebody to work on this video. Now, if you don't mind me asking, what did you invest in the video? $200. Okay, so we've invested a couple hundred dollars in a video that you're hoping is going to be the the catalyst to get you on the radar of the Cleveland Browns. And so when it comes to trying to come up with strategies and tactics for reaching out and getting in front of your dream client, I mean, let's be honest, $200 is a pretty small drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things if it, if it ultimately works out. So the video went online. Mm -hmm. Tell us what, what happened when the video went online. Well, I shared it across all platforms. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then I worked with um, a handful or so of my friends and colleagues in the voiceover industry and asked them to help me by retweeting, reposting and tagging the Browns, the NFL and wanted to see, you know, what would happen. And as it turns out, I got a lot of positive feedback. I posted this video to Brown's fan pages on Facebook as well. And people were sending me messages saying it made them tear up because it reminded them of their experience with their dad or their uncle or their grandfather. And it reminded them of that era of the 80s, 90s Browns. And it really took them back. And my YouTube channel, I posted it on my YouTube channel. And at first I posted, I posted natively to those platforms. So I didn't include the YouTube link. Then I did another round of posting with the YouTube link. I've got about close to 4,000 views now on YouTube. Uh, somebody who watched it on YouTube called me and hired me to do a job. And 
I also ended up hearing from somebody that I work with, one of my clients, and he said, hey, you know, I know somebody who does work for the Browns, like videos and stuff. They introduced me to that person. They watched the video and loved it. And they said, I'm definitely sending this to the Browns. I'm sending it to the people there. So just know it'll be heard. If you think about it, I got a job and I know people at the Browns are going to hear it and watch it. And I think what's really cool about that is when we create a video like this, I mean, do we want it to go viral? Do we want it to be seen, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of times? Of course we do. But that's not always what we need. We just need to get in front of the right people. And 4,000 views is awesome. That's sure. a ton of views for a for a YouTube video for somebody that doesn't have an established YouTube channel. I mean, heck, I, I post videos on YouTube every week and I don't get anywhere near that many views on my video. But what you needed was you needed the right people to see it. And that's ultimately what has happened. So it doesn't specifically have to have a million views and, and go viral in order for it to accomplish what you need it to accomplish. You're on the radar now, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And I will say that I spent, uh, of course, my time, right? Writing it, creating it, getting all the uh, footage necessary to send to the person who is making the video for me, as well as uh, pictures and all the good stuff. I only spent the $200 on the actual production of the video. And then I did purchase uh, $30 worth of ads on Facebook. And what's interesting is the guy who hired me, I asked him, I said, how did you see my Browns video? And he said, well, I watch YouTube all the time. I'm on YouTube watching videos and I'm also a Browns fan. And your video came up as a suggested video to watch. So when you get the power of the YouTube algorithm behind you, right, that makes a difference in getting it in front of the people that need to see it. I love this because, you know, we talk about in voiceover now, the barriers to entry are so minimal. Once upon a time, you had to go to a studio, you had to have an agent, right? Now you just got to have a microphone at home and you can go out and you can find work on your own. And I think along with that, the internet has removed a lot of barriers to entry because if you told anybody, go and get the Cleveland Browns, I think most voice actors would assume that that's going to have to come to an agent and there's not really any way that they could possibly get in front of an organization like that, right? The NFL, pretty big deal. Here you are with a couple hundred bucks, a great idea, a poem that you've wrote, a video that you've created, 4,000 views on YouTube later, and you know that people from the Browns are having the opportunity to watch the video. And I love that because that's something that literally any of us could go out and do for any client that we ultimately wanted to try and get in front of. Well, I will say that this experience was nerve-wracking. Sure. <laughs> because... I thought of the poem. I was like, yeah, great. I got a poem. Woo -woo. And then it turned into a video. I'm like, yeah, this is so exciting. Yeah. But then when it came time to publish it, I started getting all these doubts in my head. Mm -hmm. And who am I to think that I can do this? Who am I to put out this video? People are going to tell me I'm dumb. People are going to say this is ridiculous. Well, who is she? What is she doing? And I had to fight through those feelings. And I'm so grateful that I did because... What I'm seeing now as I'm on the other side of it is that if you want something, you can spend very little money, just be creative, push hard and market yourself because you will create your own opportunities by doing so. And it's because of this experience that I'm going to move forward and do something similar for the Guardians and do something similar for the PGA. And it'll be a part of, you know, this grander scheme of trying to carve out a space for me in sports. 
And the other thing, too, is we already know. I mean, you said you booked off of this, so you've already paid back your investment, which yep. which is really nice. And so anything at this point now becomes gravy. Now, I know the video was a big that was like the the big thing. That was the, the golden ticket that you were like, this is what I'm going to put kind of everything behind. But I also know it's not the only thing that you have been doing. So. Talk about some of the other strategies that you've been using on social media to try and, and get some attention and get on the radar of some of these teams. So I worked with a promo coach that I have worked with in the past, and I created these quick, like 10-second, 12-second sports demos. And I did one specifically for the NFL, specifically for PGA, UFC. I'm going to do a baseball one with him. And... I basically turn them into posts for Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I try to tie the posts that I write into something to show the personal connection that I have with that sport. And so I use this not just once, I'll use it a couple times. And also then to follow up with that demo that I will set to video and use as a post, I will also just constantly share things in my world that come up that are Brown specific, that are golf specific. It's easy because my daughter plays golf, so I can post a lot of pictures of her playing golf and shopping for new clubs and Lottie Dottie. But for example, the Browns here in Northeast Ohio, they're everywhere. Like you can't walk into a store without seeing it. Some sort of marketing, some sort of something. And so once you kind of set your mind that I am going to market myself to the Cleveland Browns, You'll be surprised at how many things just come to you. Yeah. You'll be surprised. You walk into Target. Oh, there's Cleveland Browns mugs or there's Cleveland Browns Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever. And you snap a picture and you post about it. And it's super easy once you put your mind to it. It's almost like you see things that you didn't see before. I think as Tony Robbins talks about the this concept of reticular activation. And you know, you're driving down the highway and and there's never a yellow car on the highway. Until you specifically start thinking about yellow cars. And then because you're thinking about yellow cars, you see every yellow car that's on the highway. They were always there before. Your brain just mm -hmm. wasn't looking for them. Mm -hmm. I think this is why it's so important to have clearly defined goals. Because when you tell your brain exactly what it is that you are trying to accomplish, it's a supercomputer in your head. It's going to help you find ways to accomplish the thing that you're trying to accomplish. I think the other thing that I love about this too is... We tend to think that in order to promote our voiceover services on social media, we need to just constantly be talking about our voiceover services. And that's not what you're doing at all. You're just being a fan of a team that you love. And ultimately, the goal is to leverage that into voiceover opportunities. And I think it's going to work eventually. I think that the door is going to open. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, I started to shift towards this goal of voicing for sports. Oh, I don't know six, eight months ago. And if you look at my Instagram feed and you scroll through it, you'll see the definite change. Mm -hmm. And people notice. I got a message from somebody in the voiceover industry that said, hey, I really like the push you're putting towards sports. Good job. Yep. And there was another person in the VO industry. She does these things on Instagram to promote herself and their did you know facts. And so she did a did you know video about football and she purposely put in a shot of the Cleveland Brown Stadium. And she she messaged me and she said, I did this as an homage to you because you're always posting about the Cleveland Browns. Hope you like it. People notice it yep. will get through and it will start to have people's minds connect you to that thing that you constantly post about. 
that's why everybody associates me with Dr. Pepper and barbecue. When you <laughs> when you post enough of it, that's what you become associated with. But the nice thing about that is as you start to expand your network, I mean, look what's happening. This client of yours, now you and I have talked about this before, but this is a client that you've worked with for years, but they had no idea that you had this goal of working with the Browns until the video came out. Had Correct. We, had we done this five years ago, we, we could be further down the road, right? But you never know who's in your network and you never know who they know. Well, it's also interesting because if you actually look at some of the videos I have posted where I voice, my PGA demo spot is clearly a demo spot. I don't, I don't post it as that. In fact, I think in the post I said, I grew up with my dad watching golf, playing golf. Golf was a big deal. My daughter now plays golf. I hope someday my dad and my daughter will hear me do promo voice for the PGA. And then I posted my video, right? Yep. You, you will never believe how many people messaged me or commented like, great job, congratulations. I'm, I, didn't, I didn't get the job. I'm trying to get the job. But people don't even pay that much attention. They, they think now that I voice for the PGA and I haven't. But now you've got the association. Correct. Which is a good thing. So I noticed the shift, obviously, in your social media and trying everything possible to get on the radar. With that in mind, tell us about the hot dogs. (laughs) Okay. So the Cleveland Guardians, they have uh, four mascots. Uh, There's three hot dogs, onion, ketchup, and mustard. And when you go to a Guardians game, it's an experience. Just like when you go to any major sporting event, they really make it fun. And so these three hot dogs will run. They'll do a a run around the bases to see who wins. And everybody has to say, who's going to win? It's going to be ketchup. Place your bet. la di da And they came out with a new one called Bacon. She's a slice of bacon. And it just so happens that my husband works for the company that makes all the hot dogs and bacon that goes to the stadium. So they came out with these bobbleheads. And they're bobblehead onion ketchup and mustard and they're these little like little figurines and I, I gotta get one I gotta get one I gotta get one so I followed the tribe dogs on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and I was trying to win their contest to get one and they always communicate back with me they're real good they always comment on all my posts and and reply to me but I didn't win the bobbleheads and I told my husband how disappointed I was and at his last sales meeting he came home With all three bobbleheads for me. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I love the fact that you reached out to the mascot and you've now started interaction with the mascot. That is the building blocks of of a relationship, right? That's the foundation of starting a relationship with the the Cleveland Guardians. And it's funny because for as much as I tag the Cleveland Browns, tag the Guardians, you know, tag the PGA, and nobody ever, ever replies – you would not imagine how happy I was when the tribe dogs replied to my <laughs> post and comments. Nice. At least the mascots communicate with me. There you go. And it's it's a foot in the door. So I think you answered this a little bit already because you, you talked about how the Browns are literally everywhere. And so now that you're thinking about the Browns, you're constantly seeing Brown stuff, which is triggering you to ideas. But... Are there any other strategies that you're using for coming up with your content ideas? Are you 
Is it is it all just kind of spontaneous in the moment? Are you mapping any of this out? Are you coming up with any kind of strategic plan? How how is the content work? Honestly, it goes on a day by day basis just because there's so many things that happen in sports that are spontaneous. For example, uh, we lost a player on the Cleveland Browns team recently, and it was a big, big deal. Uh, he's now a free agent. And so that's what is consuming all fans' minds. And that's the kind of stuff that I post about. There are some things that I do plan and I have in my post manager. So, for example, I know that February is Black History Month, and there's some pieces I'm putting out about uh, black history in the NFL. So if there are major things that happen every year that I know are going to happen every year, like the Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend that happens here in Northeast Ohio, those kind of things I can plan. But other than that, I do it on a day-to-day basis. And again, you'll be surprised at what comes up in your feed, in your Google feed, news feed. When you start actually searching for things, it kind of rewards you and gives you more information for you to comment on and share. So there's two things there. One, paying attention to the trends, right? Whatever's going on, whatever's relevant. In this case with sports, there's always something new to talk about. Yes. Uh, And the other thing is, look, all of these social media platforms are algorithm driven and you're you're training an algorithm. Every time you interact with the social media platform, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever, you're training an algorithm. And right now you're training an algorithm to say, I want more Browns. I want more Guardians. And so you're right. It, it's going to continue to push more of that into your feed, which is going to continue to prompt more ideas, more engagement opportunities. So uh, I think it's a smart strategy. Now, what about more traditional methods like email? Are you doing anything like that? Or in this case, are you just focusing on social media and creating your videos, getting your videos out there? So I will say that when I decided to niche down and try to promote myself to the Cleveland Browns for football, I did all the traditional methods that one would do. I went to LinkedIn and I made connections with anybody who was associated with video production in the Browns. I sent cold emails, I made cold phone calls, and none of that was working. So basically, I'm the kind of person when, if I keep hitting a roadblock and I keep getting no, 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 well, see, now I got to do something extra. You know, now I got to be extra. So now I got to go write a poem and make a video and put it on blast. So now that I've done all that, I've done all the traditional ways, I've now gone out of my way to do something extra. Uh, Now I'm just going to keep hitting them with the extra. Now that I know that the Browns have my video in some way, shape or form, I think now is the time to go back to some of those traditional methods and follow up with email, follow up with phone calls and see what happens. But I'm going to keep on doing extra because extra is what's getting me the results. Well, the nice thing about the video, too, is that's an evergreen piece of content. You could literally share that every weekend before a game and yep. write a new relevant post based on what's happening this week, who they're playing this week, whatever, and continue to drive traffic back to that video. It's going to continue to exist on all of the social media platforms. It's going to continue to be there on YouTube. So people are always going to see it. I mean, I know that the the views continue to climb on it now, even though at the time this is airing, it's it's a few weeks old. But it's a great evergreen piece of content that you'll always have to work with. So no regrets on it now, because I know there was a lot of anxiety before (laughs) before we went to launch day. 
Yeah, there was. And I think it's because of people like you and my other friends who I talked uh, with about my doubts that kind of said, listen, no, you've got to put this out. You didn't do all this work for nothing. Put it out. And again, now that I'm on the other side of it, I can see that what I created was not something specific necessarily to voiceover. And for me, I've learned that that's the key. It's about sharing your love and your passion and your connection with whatever you're putting out there. And people will identify with that. People will grab onto it and they'll share it. They'll like it. They'll comment on it, which then generates the attention that ideally you want to get, which is exposure for what service you provide. And I will put a link to the video in the show notes. I encourage everybody, <laughs> if, if you're listening, you got you to gotta at least go watch the video if for no other reason, just to let it inspire you as to how you might be able to employ a similar tactic towards one of your dream clients. But at the same time, hey, if everybody, if you're listening, if you want to share the video, uh, I'm sure that there would be a, a great appreciation <laughs> for you know a few extra views on that video. But it was a, it was a really smart strategy. So let me ask you one other question. Has there been any negative side effects of it? Because when I think one of the risks with social media is when you put yourself out there like that, you open yourself up to a lot of good, but there are some mean people on the internet as well. So have you had any kind of negative responses that you've had to to deal with? I I have had negative responses. They've been minimal. I don't consider myself dealing with it because it doesn't bother me. Nice. Um, they Some of the comments... They misunderstood what I was trying to do. Uh, They thought I wanted to be a female play-by-play announcer for the Browns, and that's not the case. I I don't want to do play-by-play. I want to do in-stadium promos. Okay. Uh, So, obviously, I'm not going to think anything about that because they just were a little confused as to what I was doing. But most people understood I was trying to do just voiceover. Some people said, yeah, I don't see it. They literally wrote, yeah, I don't get it. I don't see it. And that's fine. I replied and said, I understand. Thank you for watching. And there was some people that just gave it a thumbs down. And I'm okay with all that because the positive vastly outweighs the negative. And some people were just, oh, I don't like the Browns. I like the Steelers. Yeah, dude, I don't care. Because that has anything to do with anything. That, That's yeah, yeah, Right? That, nothing to do with it. So uh, I think there's an important lesson in there, though, because that is one of the things that will hold people back from putting themselves out there in that way. I mean, you didn't just create a video. You wrote a poem and it was personal, right? It's, you know, an insight into your soul. So you're putting yourself out there in a different way. And a lot of people would be afraid to do something like that for fear of negative responses. But it's great that you've been able to just brush those aside because who gives a rip? There's always going to be somebody like that out there. But as you said, the, the, the good has far outweighed the bad. I mean, it's already led to a booking. It's led to another potential client. It's led to getting the video in in front of the Browns, which is everything that you could have hoped that it would do. Exactly. And no doubt, as more people continue to watch it and more people, uh, you never know who some of those people are, right? Other producers, other business owners who are creating advertising, whatever the case may be. So, uh, I mean, all in all, I would say we totally chalk that up to a win. So for somebody that's thinking, I could do something like this. I, I could do something like this for a client that I'm going after. What are... What are some of the key lessons that you've learned as you've worked through this right from the very beginning of sending the initial emails, not getting the responses, 
trying to come up with a different idea, you know, thinking through the video, experimenting with social media. What are some of the key things that you think that people should take into consideration before they go into a, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is a guerrilla marketing campaign. So what do you got? I think people should create a plan that starts out with whatever they think would be best for that genre or what they're trying to do. So let's start off with creating relationships on LinkedIn or creating relationships via cold email, creating relationships via cold calls. Maybe it's creating relationships by messaging and commenting on uh, social, on, on whoever's post that they're posting. And start with the relationship, because I know this is something you preach a lot, uh, but it is about the relationships, because when I look back on this experience, it's the relationships that got my video in front of the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And after you start developing that relationship, if something comes to you, something extra, because I was being all kinds of extra, uh, maybe it's something like I did. Maybe it's not a video. Maybe it's something else. But whatever you do, make sure it's personal. Make sure it's connected and make sure that the people that you are trying to get to react are the people that have similar feelings. Because I could have easily put out a video that was all about me voicing for the Browns, meaning mm-hmm. me doing a commercial for them. I could make a mock yep. commercial, right? I, yep. I could have made a mock in-stadium promo. Yep. Who cares? Not many people. But because I was sharing my passion and my experiences and my childhood memories of this team and this sport, it connected with people. And I think that that's really important. So make sure that you reach out, you try to develop a relationship. If you decide to do something extra, make sure it connects and make sure that the people who are watching it would be able to feel that connection or whatever you decide to do, that you know people would be able to feel that connection and be there with you because that's what's probably going to make it successful. And I think people will figure this out when they watch the video, but the video that you created is not a sales pitch. No. And I I think that's another important factor in this is if it was just strictly a video of you saying, I want a voice for the Browns, I don't think it would have got near the response. I don't think it would have got near the views. I don't think that it maybe would have got some of the results that it got. So it wasn't just a sales pitch. And the other thing I wanted to touch on too, so at the time that this interview is airing, uh, it's going to be about the end of November. How long has this been going on? How many, how many weeks or months or whatever have you been working at this strategy as a whole? Not just a video, but just this is my objective. I'm going for the Browns, and, and you've been diving hard into it. How long has that been happening? Wow. I think, I think I first talked to you about it in our mastermind group probably, what, six months ago, eight months ago maybe? I would say probably at least that. Yeah, because – I remember it was way before football season, and I knew that I wanted to niche down and really put myself out there as a female to voice for male-dominated sports. And I remember you and I talking about maybe me putting on a helmet or, you know, that black stuff under your eyes and a picture of me next to a microphone wearing that stuff. But none of that stuff really clicked with me, right? It didn't, it didn't um, resonate with me. So it took me a while, and like I said, it just came to me one day. So I didn't push it. I didn't sit down and say, oh, my gosh, I have to do something. I have to do something. I did let it simmer. So I would say six to eight months. And then once I decided to write the poem, everything was very quick. I think I had the poem and the video done in two weeks. And then I uh, released it a week later. 
and made sure everything was coordinated with that effort. And I reached out to people prior to, let them see the video, ask them to tag. I wrote sample messages for them. So all they had to do was cut and paste. So it was easy. But That's I will smart. say, yeah, I will say that most people created their own messages, though. Yep. So even people who are not Cleveland Browns fans, I think, can appreciate the message of the video because they have similar experiences with other teams, other like basketball or maybe it's baseball or, you know, whatever. They have similar experiences. Like someone who uh, grew up in Texas told me that's how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys. That's exactly how I feel. So it can still resonate with somebody who's not a fan of the Cleveland Browns. But I would say, yeah, it was a long time, a long time in the making of just figuring out how. The story, your story is what resonated with me. I just appreciate that you decided what the thing was that you wanted to go after and you came up with a way to do it. And one of the reasons why I asked this particular question, I want people to understand that if you're going to do something like this, it's not something that you you know, that you work out for a week. Like you don't just create a video, throw it up there, then sit back and wait for magic to happen. Like you said, look at your Instagram feed. You can see where this transition happened in your Instagram feed, where a Mm -hmm. lot more content started being focused on the Browns. You can see it in your Twitter stream, right? Now that the video's out there, you're not giving up on the video. You continue to promote the video. You continue to work towards the strategy and I think that that's another big lesson that's in here. And, and uh, you know, it's it's follow up, right? It's you can't it's not a one and done thing. Well, I made the video. I put it on YouTube. Now I sit back and wait. And so if you're going to work a strategy like this, you better be prepared to work at it for the long haul. I think that for voiceover actors, when the topic of marketing comes up, we get very fearful. And for a lot of us, there is fear in the follow up because we don't want to be nagging. We don't want to be too much. We don't want to be annoying. And I definitely have those feelings for sure. But when it comes to this video and when it comes to some of the other stuff I'm doing on social, what I've realized is that you need to hit people over the head many, many, many times for them to even notice yeah. and then keep hitting them for them to remember. Yep. So. I don't mind resharing my video. I don't mind continuing to post about certain things with the Browns during football season. I, I don't mind because most people don't remember. They just don't. You know how we know it's working is because every time you share the video, it gets more views. Correct. Which means every time you share it, it's getting in front of a new audience. It's getting in front of people that haven't seen it before. And so that in and of itself is validation for why you do this more than once. And I think, too, it's important to know your crowd. So here in Cleveland, uh, we have a 20, 25-year history of losing. And people don't like it, right? They're upset. And anytime we go on a streak of winning games, two, three games, and then we lose one, oh, there we go. We're back to losing. We stink. We're awful. Let's get rid of the quarterback, get rid of the coach. And, you know, that's a uh, gut reaction because of the team's history. But I find that when I post that video after losses is when I get the most likes and attention. They remember why they loved him in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to put the video in the show notes. So, again, I encourage everybody to go and check out the video because I think it was brilliantly done. Uh, not just for what you're trying to accomplish with the Browns, but I think it's a it's a case study in what any voice actor can do going after 
whoever it is that is their dream client. So we're going to do that. And if people want to get connected with you on social media, find out more about you, talk to you about your strategy, whatever it is, uh, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. And I'm on Facebook. All right. So we will get all of those linked up in the show notes as well so that you'll be able to uh, access and see, take a look at, at what Christy's doing and the approach that she's taking, because I have a good feeling about it. I think that uh, it won't be too long before one of these sports teams is finally going to stand up and take notice and and you're going to create that opportunity for yourself. So thank you for uh, sharing everything that you have done. Congratulations on the video. And the thank su- you for having me. Yeah. Congratulations on the success of the video as well. The opportunities that have come as a result of that. And when the uh, when the first gig with the Browns finally does happen, uh, we'll have to have you back on the show so we can talk about it. Yes, it's going to happen. What Christie's doing is something that you can do. It doesn't need a lot of money. It needs time, effort, attention. It needs your creativity. But you could target it towards any niche, towards any particular client, towards any specific genre. You just need to know what you're going after and allow yourself to be open to trying different ways to go after it and get it done. I know it's going to work for Christy. I know that. The amount of effort that she is putting in will not go unrewarded. I believe that with all my heart. And I love watching the journey as she works towards this goal of being a voice for the Cleveland Browns or for the Cleveland Guardians. So I'd like to ask you to do two things. First and foremost, if you head over to vopreneur.com or if you check the show notes wherever you're listening to this episode, you're going to see a link to the YouTube video that Christy talked about in this episode. It would mean a lot to her if you would share that video. Just a quick tweet or a quick post on Facebook or a quick mention on your Instagram stories, whatever it is. But if you could share that video. So again, check the show notes or head over to vopreneur.com and you'll find a link to the YouTube video. And then also, if you're listening to this episode, let us know that you're listening. And if it's inspired you to go after a particular client or to try something, you know, one of these strategies that she's talked about that maybe you've been thinking about, but you haven't had the courage to do. Now you're ready to go do it. I'd love to know, and I know she would love to know as well. Tag us in your Instagram stories. It's at Christy Harst VO and at Mark Scott. I'll put both of those in the show notes as well. I really do hope that you are inspired and encouraged from this episode. I know that I was. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.